You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. It was January 6th. We're going to call it January 6th, not January 6th. It was January 6th. Maybe we can make that a thing because it was a total setup. Now, for two years, this show has been asking some basic questions about that day that nobody else seems to be terribly interested in. Who left the doors open for the protesters to just come on in? Why isn't the killer of Ashley Babbitt being prosecuted? Who is Ray Epps? And how is it that the Capitol Police could have failed so miserably in their basic job, securing the Capitol building? Those questions off-limits for not only the January 6th committee, but for the corrupt and incurious media as well, who are apparently content to be lied to or are willing to lie themselves. Not me and not Tucker Carlson. Tonight, we're grateful for what Tucker Carlson did and maybe a little bit envious, but... The important part is the information, is the story, and House Speaker McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, granted Tucker access to thousands of hours of security camera footage from the Capitol on January 6th that blows up the Democrat narrative of that day, that this was worse than 9-11, that it was an insurrection. It wasn't. It was a setup. Now, first, remember this guy, the horns guy? Now, I've said for two years, he did not break anything. He did not hurt anybody. And at times, he seemed like he was actually assisted by Capitol Police, that they were helping him along. And now we know he was. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. How do you explain that? There is no explanation for that. The Capitol Hill police failed us and may have been complicit in some of this. Next. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Isn't that amazing? Now, Jacob Chansley's mother will be joining us soon. This is evidence, by the way, we don't believe his lawyer had access to. Jacob Chansley is in prison tonight, serving a three- to four-year federal sentence. How are they going to explain this? All right, 
Next, the late Brian Sicknick, Capitol Hill police officer who died the day after on January 7th. Now, first, we were lied to and told MAGA rioters threw a fire extinguisher at his head. That was not true. Another lie, but a lie that helped mythologize and glorify uh, the Democrats' version of January 6th. Joe Biden even attended the memorial service for Officer Sicknick. But Officer Sicknick was alive and well on January 6th at the time when we were later told he was dying. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie the Democrats have told us about January 6th. This tape would shatter the fraud they were perpetrating on the country because hiding the truth served their political interest. They lied about the police officer they claimed to revere. If they were willing to do that, then their dishonesty knew no limits. No limits regarding January 6th or just about anything else. It's incredible. Prince William of England even sent a letter of sympathy to the Sicknick family. That's fine, but under the false impression that Sicknick was killed by MAGA. That is a lie. Now, eventually, the Capitol Police admitted that Officer Sicknick died of natural causes. We'll have more on that in a little bit, and how they're trying to explain and excuse their way out of this one. There is no excuse. Next, Senator Josh Hawley, Republican of Missouri, who would object to the counting of electoral votes on January 6th. And under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, that's entirely legal, no matter how much the left tries to say that's insurrectionist behavior. The left tried to say that Josh Hawley retreated like a coward from the riot he started. Another lie. The committee released video of him loping out of the building on the afternoon of January 6th with a police escort. The tape became a staple on social media. The actual videotape shows that Hawley was one of many lawmakers being ushered out of the building by Capitol Hill police officers. And in fact, Hawley was at the back of the pack. The coward tape was a lie, one of many from the January 6th committee. You know, People who lie like this to us, who think they can fool us, usually they don't respect us. That committee lying like this and their colleagues in the swamp and media and big tech, they don't respect us, and that's fine. I feel better without it, and you should too. So this was major news broken by Tucker. After all, how many specials, hearings, daytime, primetime, wall-to-wall, all of that stuff, a major issue for the midterms, this is Pretty shocking information. Trump is still being investigated over January 6th. Hundreds still face charges and are in jail. And not a damn thing in the New York Times. <laughs> they wouldn't write about it. Nope. Wrote about spiders, wrote about uh, gender. How about the Washington Post? Nothing. Nothing. Even though every political reporter in the world was watching Tucker's show last night, they're not reporting on it. Now, what they're starting to do, they're trying to debunk it. That's without evidence. Uh, this is a fake narrative he's trying to come up with. It's not. But they are trying this. 
Bit of a fact check this morning after Fox News host Tucker Carlson aired previously unseen video of the assault on the Capitol on his show last night. What Carlson did is use selected clips from surveillance tapes provided to him by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to claim falsely that journalists and lawmakers lied about the January 6th attack on the Capitol. He proved conclusively that they were lying about the January 6th situation. Conclusively selected, select clips. You have to select clips. You have to. 40,000 hours, just like the January 6th committee did. However, they omitted this stuff. We've already seen their stuff. There's more stuff. It's not surprising that the fake news would try to debunk something that they don't really even understand or want to understand. But this is kind of surprising to me still. Tucker's own network, Fox News, is ignoring probably the biggest story they've had in maybe 20 years since a correspondent entered Baghdad with coalition troops. Um, take a look at Fox and Friends. It's a three-hour show, right? Nice people. They had no interest. Shows four Americans kidnapped at gunpoint in Mexico. I personally infuse this room so that it smells just like Mrs. Olson's house. Dude, this I, is extremely graphic. So I do. I have a lot of fun with them. Well, before she leaves. All right, and it uh, goes on like this, ignoring the huge news that everybody at Fox is talking about. What are they jealous? Possibly could be jealous of Tucker. Uh, well, what about other shows? What about the straight news shows? You know, the serious news shows. America's Newsroom starts at 9 o'clock, goes to 11 with, uh, with these two. Did they touch on it? No. Thanks, guys. Good morning, everyone. Kidnapped in broad daylight. The FBI investigating the abduction of four Americans in Mexico. But here it appears the four Americans were shot by a mistake. Video. It's a play-by-play of Sunday's fiery attack on Atlanta's cop city. Dana, we expect today that nearly uh, two dozen of those protesters who were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. Two brothers were riding snowmobiles when a moose. Uh, (laughs) Really is amazing, isn't it? What's going on over there? Most of them don't care about the story. They don't care about the people in jail. They don't care about Ashley Babbitt. They care about money. They care about attention. They care about book deals. They don't care about the truth. And quite frankly, I don't think they care about this country. Now, the only one who had an excuse to not cover this story, actually, is me. (laughs) Because I reported on this stuff uh, two years ago. Now, I did not have a security camera, the security camera tapes that Tucker had access to, uh, but I did have some photographic evidence and I had common sense. So I started with the horns guy way back when. There were serious failures on January 6th that no one seems to be talking about. Failures in security. They've got hundreds of Capitol Hill police officers. They have a budget of something like $700 million a year. And we've all seen the video by now. In certain areas, some of these folks were just allowed right on in. What's going on there? And how about this guy, the horns guy? Here, he just seems to be getting directions and yelling a lot, (laughs) you know, howling, I should say. By the way, look at that. They literally seem to be saying the Senate chamber is this way. Uh, yeah, and it's true. And now it's confirmed. I mean, we have this footage and what Tucker has provided is a major, major contribution. All right. But uh, some of us were onto this and have been watching it for a long time. How about uh, the matter of Officer Sicknick? He died in the aftermath of the January 6th riots. He'll be receiving honors, but uh, they'll be in the Capitol Rotunda, which I think is fine. But how about this? 
he died on January 7th. It's three and a half weeks later. Do you think there might be something political about how they're doing this now? A memorial slash funeral three and a half weeks after the time of death? I know of no culture where that's normally done, uh, no religion, but um, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that politics is at work here. Politics. Greg, you were a little hesitant back then, but you should trust your instincts. You were right. And the police uh, department there had to admit almost three months later that Officer Brian Sicknick died of natural causes. Uh, they used him. They used him in death. All right. Somebody else they tried to take down. Senator Josh Hawley, who's a Republican in my book. Um, we talked about how Tucker debunked the whole he was running away from the crowds. And uh, I knew that a long time ago, too him of running, running away. He didn't. Take a look at what they said and what he actually did. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled after those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. This looks like a guy who might be running 30 seconds late for a train. He's just going home, fleeing, running. He looks like one of those guys commuting. He looks like that guy from Mad Men. Maybe they're going to stop at a bar for a drink. Give me a break. All right, easy there, 2022, Greg. Uh, but I was right then, this committee... This committee, they, they broke the law. They clearly broke the law. I'm sorry, you can't lie like that. There's got to be some law against lying to the American people like that and putting out a January 6th report on government paper using government researchers and staff full of lies and attempting to fool and probably successfully fooling a lot of people with the help of big media. Now, the January 6th committee makes its closing argument to the American people. Reporting tonight, Lester Holt. Good evening, everyone. It was one of the most difficult days in American history. And for more than a year, the January 6th committee has been investigating why and how a mob of thousands stormed the Capitol building. Tonight, we're told, will serve as a sort of opening argument, the first in a series of hearings that will be very different than traditional congressional hearings. The committee has hired a television consultant to help produce it for a primetime audience. Totally amazing, right? And they didn't want to know how. They just wanted to hurt Trump and try to take the issue of uh, election shenanigans off the table. They refused to even ask basic questions that we ask just about every night on the show. Number one, who was that little cop? Who was that little cop who let everybody in? Who gave that little cop those orders, huh? Come on in. Step right in. Right, right. And how about those other police officers just standing there, just standing there as they all came in? Has this been solved? It hasn't. It hasn't. And, of course, the killing of Ashley Babbitt. There's absolutely no justification in the world. Only, only a corrupt police department and a corrupt system would say that was okay, that those officers should have walked off their post and allow all hell to break loose before Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed, an unarmed woman, military veteran, who posed no threat whatsoever to anyone. Oh, she was an insurrectionist. Cut that nonsense out. They can't, that's not how they evaluate these things. Any police department in the country would have fired and probably prosecuted the police officer who pulled the trigger. But in the swamp... They hand out gold medals. Yeah, gold medals for that. Can you believe it? 
and the chief of that department is running scared tonight. More on him when I come back. You know how I know that this is a corrupt police department and a corrupt swamp and a corrupt January 6th committee? Many reasons, actually, but this more than anything else. They shot and killed an unarmed woman, and then they closed their mouths. They didn't say anything. No public information, no press conference. They said nothing, and they waited, and they hid, and they hunkered down, and they got their stories straight. You know what happens when a police department, when an officer pulls their gun and shoots somebody? And you gotta let the public know what happened. I learned this actually from my dad, who was the longest serving police commissioner in New York City history. And he learned it from, well, when he was a police officer and the lieutenants and captains and chiefs above him and the commissioners, and this is the way it's done in professional police departments. Several years ago, there was a controversial police involved shooting they didn't wait three months, a month, a week. Three hours later, they told the public what they knew. As the two officers approached Johnson, he pulled his 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol from his bag and fired on the officers, who returned fire, killing him. An additional nine individuals were either wounded or grazed during the exchange. Johnson had been employed for six years at Hazan Imports, H-A-Z-A-N Imports, as a designer of women's accessories. During a downsizing at the company about a year ago, Johnson was laid off. You see the granular level of detail, right? And that's the day of the incident. Ashley Babbitt is shot, huge national interest in the story, and they want to cover it up. And actually, big media, everybody else, they cooperate. No questions asked. No questions asked. You know what? The first time we had information about this shooting, what happened, when the first time the Capitol Police actually spoke about it, was the guy who shot her, Lieutenant Byrd. When you fired, what could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, the subject was sideways. And I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused the uh, discharge to, to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that, at that moment? She was posing a threat. Posing a threat. I always got a Forrest Gump kind of vibe from this guy. I'm sorry. Um, you know how shockingly unprofessional this is? Uh, the chief, the, the supervisors, no. But the guy who pulled the trigger, yes, eight months later. This is the story with the Capitol Police. They hide. They hide from the very earliest stages. You know who they often hide behind? Officers they think will be somehow more sympathetic than another officer. Say, a woman of color who actually wasn't there when the violence started. Thank you for the opportunity to speak before the committee today, and thank you all for your service to our country. My name is Captain Carnesha Mendoza, and I've served with the United States Capitol Police for 19 years. I take a lot of pride in my job. 
Prior to serving with the Capitol Police, I served as an active duty soldier with the United States Army. So, my last this was split between the Pentagon is really the, the first Washington. official statement we're hearing from the Capitol Police. It's over a month later, and it's from her. She's not in charge of the department. She has like 50 bosses. Why do they pick her? And again, she actually wasn't there when things started to get rough. It was approximately 1.30 in the afternoon. I was home eating with my 10-year-old, spending time with him before what I knew would be a long day, when a fellow captain contacted me and told me things were bad and that I needed to respond in. All right. Why her? And why these guys? And the tears, you think they were genuine? Why them? You got the guy who was in Iraq and he's from Dominican Republic. You got the big Harry Dunn. You got the good old boy Fanon, the fake good old boy. It's disgraceful what they did. You hide behind people you think will be sympathetic characters and possibly difficult for old Republicans to challenge during a committee hearing. Cynical move. And they did it a lot. How about those glamour shots, huh? Calling any uh, people of color or, well, whatever else we got going. And let's put you out there and take fancy glamour photos, right? You got to make these guys somehow untouchable. Even though they should probably should break up that department and start all over again. And what is the explanation for this, really? How do you explain it? You can't. So you compensate with this kind of nonsense. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Wow. I mean, they've got some questions to answer, right? How do you explain that? Well, they didn't. What they tried was the classic swamp non-denial denial, put out an indignant statement. This is the, uh, the chief at the time. His name is Manger. Let's see. The commentary that was filled with offensive and misleading conclusions about the January 6th attack. The opinion program never reached out to the department to provide accurate context. Oh, yeah. Let me get this straight. You know, uh, were people falling all over themselves, calling up the Minneapolis Police Department to find out the greater context of this video? Were they? Doesn't work like that, pal. And we have the context. He got it from your boss, the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Next, from the chief. One false allegation is that our officers helped the rioters and acted as tour guides. This is outrageous and false. Know what's interesting? He doesn't say how it's outrageous and false. How is it? Tour guides. Okay, they technically weren't tour guides bringing a tourist around, but it was something. <laughs> All right, fine. They weren't, he wasn't technically a tourist. That's actually how fine a line this guy is drawing. Next, please, if you don't mind, this department stands by the officers in the video that was shown last night. Do you stand by the officers who were just standing around? All right. You know, you're you're hiding. You're hiding behind the frontline officers and you're using them. How about this one? Those officers did their best to use de-escalation tactics to talk rioters into getting each other to leave the building. OK, now he's laying it on really thick. Can I see that one more time? The video they're walking around. Let me see. De-escalation techniques. Uh, are they looking for other rioters for this guy to talk to? That's not happening. You know, you're in the swamp long enough. I guess 
it becomes extremely easy to lie. That, that just seems to be what's going on here. All right, back to the phony statement. Finally, the most disturbing accusation from last night was that our late friend and colleague Brian Sicknick's death had nothing to do with his heroic actions on January 6th. Well, you're not a coroner, and you did put out that statement that cited the coroner, all right? Medical examiner finds that Brian Sicknick died of natural causes, all right? The medical examiner said that you reported it. Now, you say that's the most offensive. This is a very weird statement they put out. Very, very lawyerly. This was lawyered. Next, please. Uh, you fought like hell on January 6th and risked lives, your lives, to protect the Constitution and everything this country stands for. Uh, this kind of indignation or whatever it is, it doesn't answer the basic questions. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The questions that we've already raised. And one more time, huh? Hmm? Have you found out? Who was the little cop? Why were they waving people inside? Why were those cops just standing there and not doing anything, huh? I mean, did you tell them to let everybody inside? And what about Ashley Babbitt, huh? Why do those three officers just walk off, huh? I heard something that they thought they were being relieved by more heavily armored uh, police officers. Well, where the hell are they? And if they're relieved, you only, you only go when you're properly relieved. You got to wait for them to actually show up. This is horrible. The January 6th committee. By the way, folks, you know, I support folks in the military and in uniform of our law enforcement community. Absolutely. But having served in the military myself, I know that not everybody who wears a uniform is a good guy. Sorry, that's the way it is. OK, we court martial people in the military. Uh, and we got some bad apples in the police department. And that police department is rotten and broken. Sorry, that's the way it is. I make this distinction in my book, actually, by the way, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. I become prouder and prouder of this book. I raise very critical questions that very few are raising about January 6th and beyond. I'll be right back. podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads go to lips now that's l-i-b-s-y-n ads.com Hey guys, it's Carson. The madness was upon us. Make your march a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance to win big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet 
and win like my bookie. Remember, visit my bookie online at mybookie.website/newsmax. Use the promo code newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to $1000. That's mybookie.website/newsmax. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So the propaganda the left pushes about January fixed is that the rioters were there to stop the electors from certifying Joe Biden as the president, right? They wanted to stop that from happening. I'll tell you what really was going on. It's actually the opposite. I'll get to that in a moment. But um, Democrats have tried to stop the certification themselves before, like in the year 2000. Uh, Mr. President, it is in writing and signed by several House colleagues on behalf and myself of the 27,000 voters of Duval County in which 16,000 of them are African Americans that was disenfranchised in this last the, election. The, the, the gentlewoman will suspend. The question, um, the part of the question uh, that I'll put again is, uh, is the objection signed by a member of the Senate. Not signed by a member of the Senate. The Senate is missing. It's totally legal what she tried to do under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. You can do what she did, but you need a senator to help you. Uh, Jamie Raskin tried the same thing in 2017. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? It is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. Again, what Jamie Raskin did was legal under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, but unsuccessful because he was not joined by a U.S. senator. Fast forward to January 6, 2021. Republicans were doing what Democrats had tried and failed to do because of this. I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. Some groans, some applause. They were successfully doing what Democrats had tried to do. What time was that? 1.12 in the afternoon of January 6th. Okay, 1.12 p.m. What happened just a few minutes later? The Capitol was breached. You've seen the video already. Security was completely inadequate. I believe it was inadequate on purpose. And then, uh, less than an hour later, Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. All this happened, I believe, not to prevent the certification of Joe Biden, but to prevent the objections from being adequately heard. Because all this stuff, it freaked some people out and they lost their nerve. Mr. President, when I arrived in Washington this morning, I fully intended to object to the certification of the electoral votes. However, the events that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider. And I cannot now in good conscience object to the certification of these electors. The violence, the lawlessness, and siege of the halls of Congress are abhorrent and stand as a direct attack on the very institution my, objected, my objection was intended to protect, 
the sanctity of the American democratic process. And I thank law enforcement for keeping us safe. And law enforcement for letting them inside? Why did they let them inside? Maybe so they would scare you. So these people, somehow you, would change your mind. Huh? I think it's very, very plausible. I'll be right back. Okay, that is the horns guy, as I like to call him, Jacob Chansley. Possibly, for a while, the most notorious January Sixer. Remember running around the, uh, the Capitol? One thing I noticed about him, I never saw any evidence that he broke anything or hurt anybody. And the times I heard him talk, he was actually quite polite. Uh, but he became the face of the insurrection, so-called insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. Mainstream media hated him, and so did the judicial system. He got how many years? More than three years in prison, pleaded guilty to multiple charges. But did you see Tucker Carlson last night, and did you see our footage uh, from earlier in the show? From his show, by the way. Tucker, uh, there he is, just walking around, uh, basically escorted by police, almost like the police are cooperating with him, as if they're facilitating uh, the horns guy in the Capitol. They're not arresting him. They're showing him around. It's absolutely extraordinary. It's totally wild. What does this mean? And why didn't his attorney have this footage uh, before that guilty plea was entered? Let's, we're joined now by Martha Chansley. She is Jacob Chansley's mother, the so-called horns guy or the shaman or whatever you want to call him. I think he was totally mishandled in all of this. Uh, welcome, Martha Chansley. How are you? How is your son? Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, he's doing well. Actually, he's doing really well. Uh, considering all the circumstances, he's in good spirits. All right. Well, he's in federal prison. I'm glad to hear that he's in good spirits in federal prison. That's a tough place. How do you feel about this footage? Let's see it again, please. You got the cops who seem to be cooperating with him and he's cooperating with police. He's not being arrested. If he was such a menace, if he was the face of the so-called insurrection, they would be detaining this guy. They would not be <laughs> palling around with him. What do you make of this? And tell me, did your lawyer ever see this stuff or did his lawyer ever see this stuff? I couldn't, I couldn't, I have no idea if his lawyer saw that. I know that um, there was some footage that he saw, but I, I don't know that it was that. I have no idea. Well, to me, and let's take a look at the lawyer, Mr. Watkins, um, <laughs> a bit of a character. To be honest, I wasn't terribly impressed. I got to talk to him once or twice. I think some of these guys had a bad rap. Do we have the picture of the lawyer? Uh, I think we might. Um, there he is on my show. Was your son satisfied with his services? Well, you know, I, I, I can speak for myself. Pardon me? Uh, and, and uh, well, to answer your question, no, I don't think that he was fully uh, pleased with um, Al Watkins at all. No. So, you know, a lot of people listen to the news and perhaps uh, the attorney thought, oh, gosh, you know, this is so bad. This is the worst thing since the War of 1812. This is worse than 9-11. Got it in his head, somehow prejudged his own defendant. I don't know. 
I'm just wondering why your son is in jail for so much time and uh, he didn't break anything. He didn't hurt anybody. And the cops may have hand, had a hand in showing him around. What do you want to say, Martha Chansley? Uh, what, 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 what's your message today? Well, my message today is I'm really happy that the truth of that day is being revealed. That's the very, those are the very things that Jacob spoke about, that that's what he did when he was there. He went through open doors. He was escorted into the Senate. He was escorted around. And you, as you said, you can see that they're, they're following him. They're trying to check doors for him to go through. It's it's certainly an, an it's an injustice. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, and maybe this is in the conspiracy theory realm, but uh, your son was in the Navy, correct? Yes. Now, there has been speculation, which at first I dismissed, and I'm not accepting it now that, uh, you know, he was a double agent, that he was. You know, he was anti-Trump then he was pro-Trump and that he was Antifa and not Antifa. And you can see here they're kind of cooperating with him and he's cooperating with them like they're working on some project together. What is your takeaway, if any? I mean, was he working with them? Was this some sort of information operation? This is not a crazy theory. Oh, by the way, I would have said so a couple of years ago, maybe. But now everything's on the table. Not that I know of. He never told me that, no, I no, there's no inside job. Let me there's, ask you this. There's nothing of that nature. Um, as far as Trump goes, he, he has been and still is a supporter of Trump, President Donald Trump. All right. Now, look, do you think this footage, um, I mean, you, it, it changes the game somewhat. Are you thinking of hiring a, another lawyer? Is he thinking of hiring another lawyer? Does he want another trial? Should this verdict be thrown out? Um, I think he's got a case here. This is new evidence that he may not have had access to, and it looks like he didn't. Um, maybe this changes the game. What's next? Those are great, great questions, Greg. I, I, I honestly cannot give you a very good answer. I, we're just going to have to wait and see. We'll wait and We're see. We're just going to have to wait and see. All right. Because I, 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 I don't know. I think that um, we're going to have to weigh out some options. Where is he in prison, by the way? Where is he serving? He is in Safford, Arizona. And uh, how's he doing with the diet? I understand he was a vegan, and that was a real issue for him when he was in jail. At least that's what the reports were. How's he making out with the food? Um, just to clarify, um, he uh, is—he's not vegan anymore. He was—he has to—he was needing to eat organic food. All right. Oh, okay. Is he yeah, getting he, that? Yeah. No. Mm. No, they're not. They're not. They're not honoring that, so he is having to consume the food that they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, by the way, I want to show that picture that we've been showing a lot, the right this way picture. It looks like to me, by the way, I was suspicious of the police and what they did vis-a-vis -vis your son when I saw this picture. Let's take it full, if you don't mind, because... They just that officer seems to be directing them to the Senate chamber. 
and it's totally yeah. bizarre. And then later, that officer follows them right in to the Senate chamber. No effort to detain, to thwart, to arrest. It is totally weird. These questions haven't been answered. They haven't even been asked by the January 6th committee and most of the media. I think your son is the victim of an injustice. I do. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, we'll see. Martha Chansley, we appreciate it. Good luck. Say hi to uh, the Horns guy when you get a chance, okay? Thank you. And you know what? If you want, you could call him America's Shaman. America's Shaman? America's shaman. All right. I don't and even know what a, so uh, to be honest, I don't know what a shaman is. I'm going to stick to the horns guy, but I also call him Jacob Jansley as well. So uh, I appreciate it so much, Martha. Good luck. And uh, let's stay in Thank touch. You. OK, if I can ever be of you help. Bet. You bet. We'll be right back. Thank you. Watching the mainstream media these days, it's uh, it's like watching cartoons. Uh, totally absurd. It's amazing. Just uh I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, maybe, these sources were somewhat credible. The New York Times. I used to love the New York Times every single day. Uh, now it offends me in almost every possible way. There is a new book. It's called Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. Boy, did they ever. By Steve Krakauer. Uh, an amazing journalist who happens to be also the executive producer of the Megyn Kelly podcast. Uh, welcome, Steve. Congratulations on the book. How are you? Thanks, Greg. Great to be on with you. Appreciate uh, it. So how did they lose the people? I mean, really, we were uh, I love that stuff. I watched it not even thinking about it and I didn't notice any bias. Now it's all biased. What happened? Yeah, I did, too. I, I, I was in the media. I was at CNN in 2010 to 2013, not that long ago, but it feels like forever ago because of the way that the corporate press really just completely devolved over the last five to seven years. And Trump had a big factor with it. But as I lay out in the book, it, there's so many other reasons. A total lack of introspection, a real geographic bias by being so isolated in New York and D.C., the rise of social media, the way that Twitter can both make journalists feel like they're influencers, famous, but also the way that it can expose what they really think. You can They treat it like a diary. Every, every little thought that goes in their head, they put out on Twitter, that exposes the bias and, and so many other factors that we see with them. Sometimes just the pure incompetence that we see, laziness. So all of these factors, along with, with really the way that they cozy up with power instead of provide a check on power, which is supposed to be what journalists are supposed to do, all of this has made the, the, yeah, as you say, institutional outlets like the New York Times, things that couldn't be touched, now have just lost tremendous trust in the average person. And, it, and it's too bad. Where do you get your news? I mean, if you really want to know what's going on and uh, like, what do you do? Because it is all thoroughly corrupt. I mean, you make some, ex I mean, where do you, what are your personal media habits? What do we do if we want something straight? Well, and here's the thing. I'm I'm a media nerd myself, right? Like I I I spend a lot of time on Twitter. I look I read all sorts of different sources and I I've curated a feed for myself. It took time and I and an effort to really try to get to okay, well this source is saying this and this one I know is spin. So 
uh, for me, I, I can give you lots of different sources, but you really have to cross-check them and cross-reference them. That is not the, the habit of an average person who has so many other things to do. It's not their job. It's not their hobby. They've got lives and families, and, and they, don't, they don't have time for that. So, so I do think that you need to find specific sources that you think can play it to you straight, can be real with you, can potentially tell you things you don't want to hear, and just, and just trust them. Because right now, the, the, the big, powerful center that we used to have are not providing that service anymore. The book is Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. I'm about halfway through, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Thank you very oh, much. Thanks. And Steve, if you don't mind, it's a media story. You know, we're kind of in this bind with DirecTV. They have removed us from 13 million platform, 13 million TV sets, essentially. You know about our fight. What do you think our chances are? I don't know. I mean, I, I think, look, Greg, I, I, I am of the mindset that we need more voices out there in the press, in, in, in the entire ecosystem, and not less. I think so much of the corporate press these days are anti-speech activists. They're trying to clamp down on the voices out there. We need as many people as we can who are providing various viewpoints, providing services for the public. We need to trust the public to make their own choices and to, to have options. So I, I think the more voices we can get out out there, the better. I'm, I'm all for that. Trust the public. I love it. And so few people in the media do. Thank you very right. much, Steve. Thank you for the book, uh, Uncovered, again, how the media got cozy with power and abandoned its principles and lost the people. Thank you, sir. And we'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs. And so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people.